Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of the Royals FC show. Uh, I'm here with... I'm Cindy. And Ryan. And I'm Vircho. We probably should have organized that. I was going to say, who are you? Tell everybody who you are. (laughs) Some random voice talking. Uh, We've goofed already. Get it out of the way. I know. I goofed the last two episodes, so I have to make sure to put this at the top of the agenda. Uh, Hi, Roscoe. Hi, Skylar. Hi, Rick Walker. (laughs) Hi, Lucas. Uh, We ruined that trend. We we had it going for a good 15 episodes or so, and then it died. (laughs) Um, Also, hi, Trey. Trey. Trey listens to the podcast. Hey, and Carla. Mm, Carla. We've heard Carla Carla listens to the show, too. Oh, man. Um, That means we have to be careful. Thank you, everybody who listens. Yeah. yeah, thank you to everyone who listens, all the support. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about today. It's kind of the international episode, lots of international things going on. Um, but Ryan, do you want to start off with the RSL Women recap? Yeah, just a, just a quick, I, we haven't said much at all about them. I've, I've been forgetting myself um, outside of that special episode I did just talking about the team. Um, they played last night, though, which has made me thought it was a good chance to, to get on the show tonight and talk about them a little bit. So just kind of catch everybody up. They're actually halfway through their season as of last night's game. Um, it's, it's a short 10 games, but they they picked up a big 4-1 to one victory last night over Colorado Pride. Um, some fantastic goals scored in that game. Um, header off a, off a kind of a long ball out of the back for the first goal. And... Uh, Scored off a 50-yard direct free kick in the second half. Uh, caught the keeper's hands and went in. Um, another one curled it off the far post and it bounced in. So um, really good performance from the team all the way around, uh, which brings their record up to two wins, two losses, and a draw. Um, they had a couple of uh, rough games the last two before uh, the one they just played, um, losing 3-0 and 4-0. Uh, Calgary, Calgary came to play this year um, after their, that was their first year last year, and uh, they're at four wins and one draw, and uh, a goal differential of plus eleven. So um, they are uh, RSL women are actually traveling up to Calgary f- this Friday uh, to get a little revenge, hopefully, and, and get a win back on them. Um, top team from each conference goes to the playoffs and uh the rsl team is in third right now so they got some ground to make up but um you know it's it's a tough thing for the this team in particular because a lot of the other clubs in this league have really consistent rosters they're they're already some kind of a club team um wherever they play you know calgary foothills is a long-running girls soccer club up in up in Canada and uh, Colorado Pride is a is a big developmental club over in Colorado Springs so they have really consistent rosters and players that play all the time RSL women gets whatever players they can and sometimes life takes priority over over being at a game and they have the freedom to go do that. But sometimes like in that Calgary game that they lost a couple of weeks ago, they were missing three of their best players who had obligations to attend to. So, um, but they do the best they can. And, uh, uh, that was a really great game last night. So, uh, they've got five more games. They play, 
three teams the second time, and then their last two games are against the SoCal Crush. Uh, just two in a row against the same team to finish it off. So hopefully they'll make a strong push and make a chase for that playoff spot. Sweet. Yeah, they had a good game, the the last game after struggling a little bit. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, and for being a Sunday night, too, um, pretty, pretty decent crowd um, by their standards. I thought there were about maybe 50 people there, so... I know that doesn't sound like much, but, uh, <laughs> you know. For a Sunday night. For a Sunday and night for, and for how, you know, squad. for how nobody knows about this team, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It was good to see. So they've got, they've got two more home games. So hopefully people will make it out. I mean, come up to the academy out in Harriman and check it out. I'll do a better job of mentioning that next week so that people know. Sounds good. You've done some cool stuff, um, like with the video camera and things, too. Did we talk yeah, about I that did. the last pod? I don't remember. I don't know if we did, I, but, I, yeah, I ran the stream for them a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had a guy doing it uh, last night, but uh, I don't know if they just didn't ask me or didn't think I was coming or I don't know. But I, I don't mind. Anybody can do it. But uh, I'm just glad they're getting it out on you know, on a streaming platform, making it visible to more people. Cause that's also one of the hard things is people just don't even, you know, maybe they didn't hear about it, but they still want to watch. And then there's no, no stream, no broadcast of the game. So they're, they're getting that now. And that's good to see. hundred percent. Hmm. That's cool. I will keep an eye out for if Calgary is doing streaming of their game on Friday and we'll get links out. Make sure people know. Sounds good. Okay, that's um, all I got. So on to the next thing. There was a royal proposal, if you will. <laughs> I don't know if people saw the pictures between Deloy Hansen and Kristen Press. Mm. That was really interesting. Did we ever find out what the story was behind what he was doing or I I think it's a I mean I, I think it's a joke. Obviously, um, because there are, I believe there are rules that are, um, I, someone said this somewhere that, um, tampering, like you can't, you you can't do that. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that it was just one of those situations where it was, you know, it was just to be funny or joke because, and we obviously haven't heard anything from the league about Deloy getting banned or in trouble. But, um, you know, just just the whole it, it's very it was I thought it was funny, but I take humor for everything. And <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm actually going to write um, I've been working on it a um, why the Royals should really go after Kristen Press to post it on Soapbox. So I'm, I'm still working on the whole research for it and trying to make a case for it. Um, but I think even... Let's let's throw out the rumors. Um, I think Kristen Press should play in Utah. Even if it's just for a year or this year. I think the Royals could really use her. Oh, absolutely. 
So, yeah, well, yeah, um, I mean, I guess, well, no, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm such a loyalist. I I get my, I don't, I don't have anything against Christian press, but I, I get so loyal to my players. And then every time, like, same thing's been happening with RSL lately. Everybody starts saying, um, you know, while Albert Rusnak was gone, the midfield looked really good with, with Krylock and Sonny playing and, and they had this great thing going. And so then Rusnak comes back from his international duty and everybody wanted to try and keep, the the midfield together the way it was so then people said you know maybe we move Rusnak up to be one of the wingers and I'm thinking well what about the guys that have been playing really well up there Bofo's been good you know you're not going to bench Saverino to to play and and I I think the same thing about the Royals like Kristen Press yes you know a, a forward line of her and Amy Rodriguez and Diana Matheson would be obscene like that's that's just lethal but that puts Tim Rack back on the bench or that, um, you know, puts, I, I really liked seeing O'Hara play up as a forward. Uh, she'd be back as a defender and that that's not horrible. I mean, that it's, I'm not even trying to make that sound like that's some awful thing to put a solid defender back in her spot on the field. But, um, I just, I twins just a little bit at it going, no, that takes minutes from somebody else. But, no, it would absolutely be, you know, when you look at, like, what North Carolina is doing to the league right now, 12 points clear in first place and a plus 13 goal differential, which is the only positive double-digit goal differential in the league, scored 24 goals. I mean, that's the kind of firepower you want to put out there. They're getting the results to show for it. So if it can happen and she comes in and... and you know, fits in and starts putting some balls in the net, I won't argue with it. She'd look good in a gold jersey. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing from my perspective, right? We need a goal yes. scorer. Yes. Period. Yes, agreed. Uh, people up top are not getting it done. And I feel like uh, that's a problem that's being overlooked because our defense is so solid. But we need to be more dangerous, period. Um, and I think Kristen Press will do that. And I'm going to go out here on a limb, but I think with the Utah connections, I think by the start of next season, Utah Royals FC will either have Ashley Hatch or Kristen Press. That's a hot take, but I'm coming in with it. And I think it'll happen because the the connections are there um, and those are positions needed. Also, something to take into account is with the whole Kristen Press leaving the NWSL, that sort of thing. She indicated several teams that she would be interested in going to or teams that she had some contact with. Utah Royals FC was one of those. Right. It's true. But, oh, sorry, Ryan. No, no I, I just, I didn't have anything. I, I don't, I think it's well known that Kristen Press wants to play in Portland and Seattle. Um, and then Utah came into the picture later on. I don't know what later means, but I think, and with the whole new expansion thing coming up next year that's been talked about, rumored, um, and if there's a California team, it's it's she's going to want to play in California. So because that's where she's from. And 
Hmm. I, I, don't, I, I still think that the Royals should make a, um, an effort to get her. And that obviously would mean giving up somebody like Desiree Scott. Because the Dash are going to want somebody who's going to help them. Like, the Dash are better than people expected them to be. Um, so I definitely think that I, I think that it's it's at a point where what's going on with the Royals, it's not working. The attack is actually, um, I mean, it's struggling. I'm not going to say it's abysmal, but um, it's struggling, can't really finish, especially with Gunny taking a step backward. Um, I mean, Rodriguez can only, she's good, but she does need that, um, that, that player, that, that assister player, assi- assisted Bah, you know what I meant. Um, so, if, if anything, I think Kristen Press, if the Royals go out to get her and trade somebody, and that's that's the unfortunate thing, like Ryan said, somebody that is really liked is going to be traded because Houston's not going to just give up Kristen. They're not going to give up her rights easily. S- question. So... I mean, I don't know a whole ton about the NWSL, at least in terms of these types of things, but can Deloitte just offer up, like, here's a bunch of cash? Mm. Is that a thing? I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't think I that's possible. It seems like most trades that happen happen either for players or draft picks. Um, and, uh, I mean, that would be like every draft pick we have for the next six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think cash is involved, because then that would make it unfair to the other teams. That's fair. You know, like Portland can probably give up money, Orlando can probably, but then you have the smaller clubs like Sky Blue FC, you know, Seattle, um, they can't compete with that. So probably, in, yeah, I don't think so. But if anybody knows what's up with that, but I, I, I doubt it. I've never seen cash mentioned. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. I would like her here. Um, also, on the note of Gunny, I would really like her to play higher up. Not necessarily like she's been having this more of like a defensive role. I mean, she's still box to box, but she's not going as high. And we saw a little bit of that in the game against Sky Blue. We like to see more of that. Anyways, we can talk more about that Uh and we talk about all the Royals abroad uh, later in the podcast. Um, so the World Cup starts Thursday. That's super exciting. Uh, do we want to give who we're rooting for and who we think will win it? I know we all contributed to the Soapbox article, but we did. I figure we talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I I will go with uh, Mexico because I'm Mexican and Spain because, you know, I got to root for the heritage. Um, so those are the two teams that I'm cheering for. Those Mexico, I've always I've I've always cheered for since I was a kid. Um, that's just something that was ingrained in me. Um, and then Spain came later on, probably around 2008 uh, when they when I really started watching more European like soccer, like the Euros, and I was just man, they, their style from like 2008 to 2012 
they were just such a good team and I just fell in love with their style of play. Um, so ever since then I've been a fan and then obviously they won in 2010. So that was exciting. And I believe they beat the Dutch in that one. (laughs) Okay. But you know, that was, that game was very frustrating to watch from what I remember. In the last World Cup? 2010. Oh, the Netherlands, yeah, for the Netherlands and Spain. I remember the Dutch were just bullies. I'm sorry, but they were. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, we're not in the World Cup, so <laughs> there you go. Football karma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, those are my two teams, uh, and obviously, I think Spain has a better chance to win than Mexico. Hmm. Agree with that. Sure. Um, for me, I, uh, I'll i be uh, a, a German supporter all the way. Um, I've, I've made no secret of, of being a big Bayern Munich fan, and uh, half of my ancestry is German. Um, so I uh, – and I just – you know, they, they just you – know, watching them win four years ago was incredible. They played so well. Um, they, they're one of, of, I would say maybe just a couple of teams that have more reloaded than, than others from, from that last world cup. Uh, you know, everybody thought, oh, you know, there's no way they'll, they'll find players that good again, but they, they, uh, you know, have won the, uh, what did they, what did they win not too long ago? The, um, is that the Confederations cup they won? Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing with, like, everybody thought that was their B team, and they, they looked pretty great. So adding back in more of their established players with the young up-and-coming kids. I'm, I'm a huge Joshua Kimmich fan. Um, you know, uh, of course, we owe, ironically, we owe Pep Guardiola, I think, in a lot of ways for him. He was why Kimmich transferred to Bayern in the first place, and then his conversion from being a midfielder to a defender uh, kind of taking over what Philip Lom did for both Bayern and the national team, um, and that's a hard player to replace. So um, I just I like them. I like them a lot. I like their uniforms. I like how they play. I really love to see them become. I think they'd be. I think they'd be only the third team to ever win two World Cups in a row if they manage this one. Um, Italy and Brazil have both done it, yeah. but uh, I I'm all Germany all the way. So, Ryan, question for you. What do you think of Leroy Sané not being on that squad selection? Did Joachim Love call you up and be like, there's this guy we really want to bring over, but he plays in the Premier League, Ryan Kelly. He plays in the Premier League. We hate the Premier League. Do I bring yeah. him in? Is that, I, and I, is and that I told him no. I just flat out just every no because... He's <laughs> no, because he's not. He certainly isn't the only Premier League player that the Germans have on their roster. So, oh, for sure, um, for sure. And they also, unfortunately, have you know some La Liga guys and all those other horrible places to play that we won't mention. But uh, <laughs> dang, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it, it's funny to me that people can people can you know downplay the Bundesliga all they want, but there are players playing in that league all the time who are winning World Cups. So I don't feel too bad that uh, <laughs> that, that gets overlooked. Uh, Sané, I, I think he should have played. 
Um, you know, that's a great problem to have, though, especially when you're a, a national, you know, any club would love to have a problem of, oh, we can't let this really great player play because we've got all these other great players. And for a national team, I think that's even more the case because I still think that's probably the hardest thing to do in soccer is bring together all those guys from different clubs. They probably play different styles or used to different things. And you've got to get them in and get them unified behind tactics and, and their effort level and all that stuff and then get them to beat other you know, all-star teams basically of the best people in the world. And when you, when you win, like, like any team that's won the world cup, you know, that's, that's really impressive to me. So, um, you know, to, to be able to say, no, you know what? We don't need that guy. We've got these other 23 or however many it is amazing guys. Uh, it could be worse. You could be, you know, there's probably other countries out there going, is there any way he can change nationality real quick? Because we'll take him. So. so go Germany. Woo. Right on. So so do you think Germany will win it all? No. Of course. No. I think so. Well, in the last, I think it's the last three World Cups, the winners did not get out of the group stage Ooh. the next World Cup. Ooh. I think is the stat that I read. That's going to be pretty unlikely, though. I agree. I, I don't think I don't think anybody but Mexico really. I mean, I'm, I don't want to jinx them, but I don't think anybody but Mexico really presents a challenge to Germany in their group. If those two don't advance out of that group, that's going to be weird. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Um, so my turn, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah. the Netherlands are not in the World Cup. Oh, that makes me sad. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cry. Let it out. Um, Let it out. Yeah. The USA are not in the World Cup. Uh, That's also sad. That is really sad. No. <laughs> Did you just say nah? No, it was a groan of displeasure. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I have a few teams that I'm cheering for. Uh, so first off, I always cheer for the African teams. Mm, they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One, because they're fun to watch. Yeah. Two is because a lot of, so like, uh, what I do and what I like want to do, I guess, career wise is, um, so I do a lot of research in terms of like ethnic cleansing, uh, human rights, violence and things like that in Africa specifically. Um, and so the these african teams have arguably been screwed over more by you know fifa corruption um you know football exploitation by scouts than you know their own corruption country yeah (laughs) um like it's really really bad and especially with a lot of these countries where you have several ethnic groups you know, there are aligned in terms of resources and political affiliations, and there's no, like, harmony or unison, the World Cup can, like, bring a lot of these problems. Not, like, you know, the World Cup can't fix these problems, but it can sort of, like, unify countries a little bit, as well as... Um, you know, the attention that it brings in and when, you know, African, con- you know, pe- folks who play for African teams like, you know, Sadio Mane or, you know, Abumiang or, uh, sorry, Abumiang, uh, you know, when they, they play for those countries, those are always really, really cool. 
Um, so I cheer for the African countries typically. Also, Nigeria's kits are just so tight. Like, they are beautiful. Um, so I'll be rooting for those teams, pretty much just the African teams. Um, including in the African team, I'll also be going for Morocco, because Morocco has two Feyenoord players. So that'll be cool to see. Um, and then I also am a big fan of Iceland, considering Euro 2016 was just so cool. And now that obviously the Royals have Gunny and just sort of like bringing that clap over here, even though I was super against it. Like I just love Iceland. Also game of Thrones is filmed there. So like, why not? Yeah. Right. There you go. Um, really, I just want to see good football, hopefully some upsets. So those are my picks. Um, are we good on the World Cup starting Thursday? Cool, cool. So let's transition to another World Cup that we often don't talk about because it's the Women's World Cup, except for in 2015 because the U.S. won it, uh, beating Japan. But the Women's World Cup is coming up Mm -hmm. next summer Mm -hmm. in France. Mm -hmm. And this week, three Royals players were competing and are continuing to compete with their national teams to try to qualify. So the way that it's set up is that there are seven groups. The winner of each qualifier group automatically goes into the World Cup. Or wait, no, maybe there's eight groups. Crap. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so seven or eight groups. See see how professional we are, y'all. Um... (laughs) So, and then the runner-up of those groups will play a home and away leg. And then the winner of the home and away leg against the other runner-up in those groups will go to the World Cup. So countries who have already qualified are France because they're the host. And Italy and Spain have also qualified so far. And then I think the U.S. also qualifies, right? Because they... No, no. We, we have qualifying coming no. up this fall. Oh, that's why yeah. the that's right. why the end of USL season's ending so early. Because that's like October and November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Concacaf qualifying happens for sure. Why did I think that? I, oh, because I when you when you win the World Cup, you automatically bid to the Confederations Cup. Confederate, right. That's uh, why. Okay, never but mind. Don't wait. In the men's, don't doesn't the previous winner also qualifies for the next World Cup? I didn't think so. Okay. I thought Germany qualified for the Confederations uh, Cup. They do. They nothing. do that for sure. But mm. I don't know. Let me look real quick. No, no, no. I talk amongst yourselves. All. Well, I, I didn't. I could see why you're thinking that. I'm thinking that's what the case was. Or they no see like okay. So I'm looking at the qualifying like the the list. And it says that Germany's reason for qualifying is winning their group in UEFA uh, in, the, in the qualifying turn. So they don't automatically go. Okay. Never mind. Huh. Okay. Never mind. Interesting. Mm. Maybe they should, though. I thought yeah. that's what it was. Or maybe it's just the host country who automatically yeah. qualifies. Hmm. Huh. G- good to know. Good now thing. you know. Now we know. Hmm. Tips for life. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, so all Royals players are in pretty good positions. Um, today, Iceland beat Slovenia, Ooh, which is really cool. Yeah, go Gunny, uh, because it puts them first in the group ahead of Germany. That's unreal. That's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, Iceland have never qualified for a World Cup. If they qualify, this will be the first one. Um, and so there's two games left for them to play. Um, if they win their next game in September, they will outright qualify. If they... Especially because that, that's against Germany. Yeah. So yeah. that's for sure. Um, regardless, though, they're, they're in a position by winning today that they'll at least be like have a playoff spot. So, so they can at least, at a bare minimum, even if they lose both their next games, unless it's they don't score a goal and concede, I think it's like 15, or no, now it's 17, um, then they won't qualify. So chances are they could go to the World Cup. Also, another fun fact, Gunny is their top scorer. Wow. Yeah. 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 Nice. Gunny, because yeah, she's so I'm, awesome. Yeah, she's way cool. Uh, hopefully, I'll get an interview with her done by the end of July. Or we'll just say within four weeks, hopefully. Try to get that done. That'll be real cool. Um, so, Granny's our top scorer. So, that's obviously super cool for Iceland. Hopefully, they can keep it up. Support folks abroad. Um, Rachel Corsi, uh, who is, as I'm pretty sure everyone knows, is the captain for Scotland. They play tomorrow against Poland. They are currently second in their group. If they win tomorrow, so if they win tomorrow, but Switzerland also has to lose to Belarus, they'll be tied um, at the top of the group with 15 points. Uh, the, I guess, an important factor to know about that with if they win um, is obviously important, but they, it seems pretty likely that they'll win, at least if you give um, any, I guess, credit to the previous scoreline where they won 3-0. Uh, but then again, it's also, looking at the table, it's a must-win game for Poland if they want to stay in contention because that group is pretty tight. The good news for Scotland there is that Poland can't use Robert Lewandowski as, as a player. So. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> I had to, sorry. Yeah. We're done. I'm just excited um, for him to move to Real Madrid and for you to you eat his know, guts. Mm, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get you somehow. For that. I love the banter I was, we have. I was gonna say, I was gonna say earlier that even though the Dutch aren't in the World Cup, that Robin will still find some way to flop and draw a penalty. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> but see, that's just me mocking myself since he plays for my club. Yeah, so. no, exactly. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, Trey gave me the burning of a lifetime. We can talk <laughs> oh, about I know. Later, that was is, beautiful. Uh, you kind of deserved it, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, Beware bantering with Trey. I, I, I say a lot of stupid things. <laughs> like, okay. let's just be realistic. This is episode 18. 
I probably say something outrageously silly at least three times an episode. We should just oh, yeah. count. Oh, it's I true. was only going to say twice, but if you're uh, going to go three. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, at the end of the season, uh, any listeners, if you want to make a list of things that Virtua said that you find abhorrent or strongly disagree with, uh, write them down and let's talk about it because I like eating my hat. Um, so the other game tomorrow is Elise Torsness in Norway play against Ireland, uh, kind of a scary moment, uh, in route to their last game, according to the Norwegian media. Um, granted I couldn't understand all of it because, you know, I just had to use the Google translate function. Uh, but from what I can tell, they almost hit another plane. Uh, while they were traveling, so that's kind of scary. Bit of a a bumpy ride. Oh, sorry, Ryan? No, just let's have no more near midair collisions. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Let's cut that (laughs) out. Please. No more midair collisions, please. Thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Laura, is there anything you can do to uh, stop this midair collision? (laughs) Oh, somebody (laughs) asks her that at the Nest Prex conference. That would be beautiful. Uh, Okay. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love the banter we have. Um, So they currently are second in the group. They play against Ireland. If they lose, they'll drop to third. Ireland will move up to second. It would be bad news. Um, the, but if they win, they distance themselves a bit from Ireland. Uh, pretty much, I don't want to say securing, but pretty confidently stamping that second place and then a playoff route, which would kind of be a bummer because think of how awful it would be if like Iceland were to play Norway or like Scotland were to play Iceland, right. like that'd just right. be a bummer, you know, teammates against one another. I want to cheer for, I want to have personal connections to as many teams in the world cup as possible. That'd sure. be fantastic. I mean, yeah, it, except for that, then they're all going to be missing like how many games for the Royals next year, uh, unless they take the whole month off again. I think they'll take the whole month off. They have to. Uh, because considering the national players that this league has, like, could they play games? Yes. I <laughs> I think they played in 2015. Uh, they had some games yeah, some during games. the tournament. I think so. Mm-hmm. They will. It's like, it's really hard to, to completely skip it like That's that. That's true. That's fair. So they're, yeah. Either, either way, I want to have folks representing. I think that's Oh, cool. for sure. Um. Especially, you know, to be able to root for countries because, like, it's one thing to be like, uh, yeah, I have like, or like, I guess, say, like, I want to root for Senegal, you know, because, uh, doing well in the World Cup is probably good for like Senegal's GDP. Uh, that's a lot, you know, it's a lot different to say, like, I want to root for Iceland because, you know, my player plays for Iceland than, you know, that analogy. Um, so, um, they'll may hopefully secure second in the group if they win. Um, but where I get the vengeance is at the Netherlands, who also, I should remind y'all, won the Euros, won the women's Euros. They, they are did. killing. They did. They, did. they are murdering that group with a 20 goal differential. Dang. I'm a fan of that. 
Um, so are you going to cheer for the women next year, too? Huh? Are, well, yeah, the USA, he's going to cheer for. Oh, yeah, for. of course. No, the Dutch. No. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he has to. It's, it's his people. Gosh. I know. <laughs> Hey, and bonus, they have a former Bayern Munich player on their teams. Uh, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh. Of course, so do the Royals. So what are we talking about? Yeah. They have two. Um, so, yeah. So it looks like um, it'll be hard, even if they win, to catch the Netherlands in that group. Uh, because the Netherlands tomorrow are also playing Slovakia, who have yet to win and have conceded 15 goals while scoring three. So the Netherlands pretty much has that group wrapped up. So I think, um, you know, if we're being super honest, for Norway to qualify, they're going to have to win a playoff. But for Scotland and Iceland, Iceland being in the best position uh, both those teams, if they play well in their remaining two games, can qualify outright. So Norway has the hardest route there to the World Cup. Um, so that's our international stuff. That was fun. I had so much fun looking into this stuff because, I don't know, I just haven't paid it. I've, I've never paid attention to, like, UEFA qualifying for the Women's World Cup ever. Right. You want to so, know, know something really bad and funny? I never pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I only care because there are players. That's like, 100%. true. That's true. And and in this year, I've been more like, oh, okay, they're playing. Oh, okay. And I think that's what's cool about having international players on NWSL teams. It makes you actually cheer for those those countries that you never would have in the past. Like, you know, Iceland. I because of Gunny, I really hope they make the World Cup. And, you know, Canada because of Scott and Matheson. And even, yeah. So it's kind of cool. I, I like the whole connection. And an, interest, an interesting thought I just had, too. Um, you know, um, Portland has a Icelandic player as well who is out right now because she's having a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Danny Bringer's daughter. Yeah. And so, but... Theoretically, if they qualify, she could be able to play mm. next year, too. So that would be nice for her as well to have her team make it even in her absence and then get to go play in a World Cup. So. Mm-hmm. Bonus. Yeah. See, I can be nice to Portland. You can. We all can. No. We are. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I love Portland. I have, I have a Portland T-shirt. I should wear it one day. Anyway, anyway. Where the next time you come to take pictures for the Royals? Okay. That'll oh, okay, I'll do that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the next time you come, we need to actually take a Seriously, podcast picture. Seriously, guys. We do. We'll yeah. do something. This time it was Ryan, Ryan's Ryan, you need fault. to answer your phone. That's true. I even did my hair, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Mm, it looks Rough. so good. Rough. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, shall we talk about the U.S. Women's National Team? Yep. Sure. Um, so China put up a solid fight. It was pretty good game. Pretty good game. Cool that it was Rio Tinto. I didn't go. I know Ryan didn't go. Um, but a lot of people went. Yeah. So that was cool. 
I was I was actually talking to a guy at the RSL Women game last night who was talking about how he found it interesting that there like the game seemed really compressed into kind of a, a like there was a space that the game existed in and then there were empty swaths of field on either side because um, China was not really letting the U.S. play through their defense they they have speed and it was it was tough for them to break down um so yeah i mean ending up what just one nothing um well i mean china's not a terrible national team but um so i don't know why in my mind i was thinking oh we'll roll right over them no it's it's they're, they're a tough opponent so did i didn't watch was, that game sorry guys but did becky start on the right or left where was she? She was she was, she was the right back. back. That is so weird. It was weird, and she wasn't captain. Like there was all kinds yeah, of things wrong. Yeah, I have issue with that. I I get you're trying. Yeah. Mm, mm, I'm I'm gonna be quiet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm. And then and the, about that is that when Carly Lloyd came on, they gave her the captain thing, and I'm like, uh. Yo, what's that, that about? What's going on? If only Joe Ellis would answer my calls. Right. <laughs> right. I would know. Maybe, maybe we need to get Laura to call her since they're both English. Seriously. And, you know, straighten that out. For real. Becky is the captain, okay, Joe Ellis? If Lloyd is not get on the field, your... Becky is the captain, and that's it. I thought. I thought so. Um... I, I I had no idea, but that kind of peeves me now. Now that I know, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, uh, agreed. Um, so they played China again tomorrow night, or I guess tonight, because that's probably when most folks will listen to the podcast. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's, it's on Tuesday, guys. It's on Tuesday. Um, so A Rod made a return to the national that team. Was awesome. That was super cool. I really like seeing that. I loved her after the game when they asked her about it and she just said, I love playing in this stadium. Uh, and she and she meant that both from a national team, like in, in the past, she's had good experiences with the national team in that stadium, and then now it's it's her home stadium. So Aww. it was cool. We got we got to get Amy Rodriguez on the on the podcast. That would be I know. How do we a do super that? win. Big goals, big goals are shooting here. Trey, I know you're listening. Trey, Trey, Carla, I, make it happen. Yeah. I mean, Becky Sauerbrunn liked our tweet, so she knows we exist now. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's right. And you know, I mean, she named her son Ryan, so that's awesome. <laughs> uh, right. Like, I went into sons, the future. This is what your kid looks like. <laughs> <laughs> or I came from the future. This is what your kid looks like. Right. And now they're never going to be on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so, oh, those guys are weird. <laughs> uh, sorry, Trey. Hi, uh, Trey. Um, Becky was still playing with a Band-Aid on her face. Yeah, that must have been a really bad cut then. Yeah. Because that was like, what, two weeks ago? Because yeah. that came from the, the, the Sky Blue match? No, Portland. Oh wow. oh, wow. Yeah, that came from the Portland match. So oh. that's oh. got to be some bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know she got stitched, like, right after the match. But it, it takes, what, about seven days or that for stitches to last? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If, it's a, if it's not too deep of a cut. 
Yeah, so not fun there. Um, Okay, note to the NWSL, stop kicking at our defenders' faces. Yeah. Leave our face alone. Um, You know, they just got to wear, like, those hockey... Oh, yeah. Those hockey masks. Yeah, get a visor. Yeah. I'm sure the headers... Or you mean, like, a goalie mask. Yeah, that's true. Sure. True. Everyone just do the, the, the Peter Check thing. Yeah. Oh, no. That. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I can't stand those hats. I know they're for safety. But, but some people need them. I know. Yeah. I just think everybody looks weird in them, but whatever. I, I think they're hip. Yeah, I think they're hip. <laughs> I would wear one. I'm going to buy one. Just wear it for fun. Yes. Where is my bike helmet? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Let's. Is it, is it okay if we deem those the official headwear of the Utah Royals? Uh, the UR. Gosh, what are we called again? The Royals FC Show yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can that be the official headwear of the Royals FC Show podcast from here on out? I, we can say it like they. We can say it like they do with toothpaste or floss. That two out of three Royals FC Show hosts <laughs> love wearing those hats. <laughs> Let's if you do guys it. want, okay. I am. I am on this. I am on this train. I would wear. <laughs> it is going places. I believe in protecting my head. Well, sure. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know uh, where where I sit for the games. We sit. I sit right in front of the goals. That's right. Uh, you're in the blast zone. Yeah, and so my girlfriend is terrified. I should just get her one of those <laughs> and be like, "You don't have to That'll worry anymore. <laughs> You've got protection." There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. So, wish we would have seen Abby Smith. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like if she were to play during the international break, it probably would have been that game because it's the home stadium. Well, you would you would think that, but there have been previous instances where a certain women's national team coach decides for whatever reason to not make an obvious, um, you know, play like that. But yeah. It, that, so I'm, t- I'm totally actually expecting Abby to start tomorrow because naturally Cleveland is where you want her to, you know, get her, get that experience, not in Utah where she plays. Huh. On that uh, note, I'll throw I'll throw I'll throw that out there, and if I turn out to be right, I will be happy for a day. Yeah, rub it in our faces <laughs> or my face. We haven't heard from Cindy yet. Yeah. Do Do you think we see her, Cindy? No, because it's Joe yeah, Ellis, and nobody can figure her out. Sure. I did y'all. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, Sorry. I said I I I've given up on trying to figure out the U.S. Women's National Team. I don't know what's going on. Did y'all see Harris picking her nose? <laughs> no. no. Oh, oh it's wonderful. Wait. I have gotten more and more hyper through the podcast, and I just want to apologize to everyone. It's okay. What are you, what are you drinking over there? What's going on? I uh, got some coffee going. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I did not see it, but hey, when you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. It was just really funny because the camera could not have picked a better time, a more opportune opportunity. Although, you know, ever since um, what Joachim Love did the other year, nothing 
nothing like picking your nose is not the worst thing you can be caught on camera <laughs> doing at a soccer game. So it's a human experience, guys. It's just it, it's it's fine, it's, you know. I'd, she shouldn't even feel embarrassed at all because at least she wasn't doing what he was doing, and that's that's great. You automatically win as long as you don't go to that level. So. Wait, was he? He was peeing on the pitch, right? Or he was no, peeing no, on no, the side? no, no. But he, but he, he. He he decided that he had an itch somewhere below his waistline of his pants, <laughs> and and then he put his fingers up to oh, his nose. Oh man! Afterwards, and it was right on camera. It was just really awful. So. Oh gosh! In fact, I apologize for even mentioning it, but like that's but that's where the bar is now. So on disgusting things in public at a soccer match by a player or a coach. So. Um, the bar is low. That's right. So I was thinking of an incident and it was last year, um, that a national league keeper, uh, so not like in league one, league two, Prem or, you know, championship league. So below that, so I guess I can officially, it's a non-pro league. Yeah. Um, was given a red card for what the article calls watering the pitch. And we'll just leave it <laughs> at that. Wow. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know you got to go, but there's facilities for that. I mean, I've seen guys excuse themselves and run down the tunnel and use the room and then come back. It's, it's possible. Oh, my gosh. The apology at the end of the article is even better. I'd like to sincerely apologize for the incident today. <laughs> I was in a very uncomfortable position and made an error in judgment, which spoiled a great win. <laughs> you think? <laughs> My intention was never to offend anyone, and I'd like to apologize to both clubs and both sets of supporters. It won't happen again, Max. <laughs> Good job, Max. Oh, I'm dying over here, guys. Wow. Wow. Oh man, I'm gonna have to rewrite the synopsis for the article with the amount of tangents we've gone on. But I love it. I- I'm having okay. fun over here. I'm, I'm having Good fun work. looking stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Ryan, I think it was you. Do you want to talk about how Abby Smith, the article, how she was like finally feeling 100. percent after yeah, the and I guess I I didn't even remember that she had gotten hurt when she was playing um, for Boston. Um, I believe that said it was her ACL, um, and that's and that's why she missed like the end of 2016 and and part of the beginning of 2017 was recovering from that. And and this article that was um, shared, I oh, sorry, bumped my mic. Um, I think it was I think it was Trey that shared that. Um, that they interviewed her and she said she's just now kind of starting to feel like she is back to 100% from that. So, um, you know, maybe that's some of the, the hesitation or the nerves that have, that have, you know, come with being the full-time number one goalkeeper for a team. And also she does, you know, she wasn't even feeling that confident in herself. Um, maybe some of the things that we've, you know, mentioned in the past that we were looking for her to be a little better or something where, you know, the mental part of the game is a big part of it. So um, I'm happy for her, though, that she's feeling it now and, and can 
you know, she'll, she'll have a good experience with the national team. Getting called in is an honor, I think, whether you play or not. Um, so maybe we look at her coming back and just killing it in goal for the Royals, which is fantastic. So Canada lost 3-2 to Germany in front of 23,000 fans. Wow. But so, so pick, up, oh, pick up the slack, America. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There were what, like 12, no, was it 12,000? 12, 13,000? I thought it said like 13 at the, at the Royal, uh, or the yeah, U.S. game here. 13, 320, something like that, yeah. 230. Step it up, y'all. Anyways, get this stat. This is mind-blowing. Diana Matheson made her 195th appearance. 195. Wow. That's, that's big for any, you know, national team. That's really consistent for, um, she's been with the team since 2003. So 15 years worth of representing your country. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, even making 200 appearances for a club or 200 career appearances is a big deal. To think that you're almost at that, at that point with your national team, dang. Dang. Yeah. Which, gosh, you know, I'm looking over her, her, like, her personal history. She was on the Canadian national team before she went to college. So... That's pretty solid because I'm trying to count up her. I'm trying to count up her club appearances. It's you know all total, it's barely over a hundred, but she's but she's pushing two hundred for her country. So that's awesome. Go little D. <laughs> Ever since O'Hara said that during that first match in Houston, I I can't. We we yell that at her every game now. <laughs> Go little D, run. <laughs> Thank how, you, Kelly O'Hara, for the eternal gift of hilarity. How 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 tall is she? Is it five three? Well, this five, is five foot zero. Is it that on her on her Wikipedia page? So wow, and that is referencing the 2015 World Cup like FIFA squad list. That's wow. what Canada had her at. So she's shorter than Katrina Gorey then. I did not know that. Maybe that depends on which Katrina Gorey stat you you believe, because I've read four eleven for her. Oh, okay. I've seen um, I've seen five one most places, but wow. Well, actually, that's interesting. This just came up. Um, I clicked on that link, and Australia's team list is right at the top of this from the last World Cup. And I have to do a conversion, but Gory's listed as 154 centimeters, which is 60 and a half inches. That's just over five feet. Okay. We got a short team. I think in general, I think it's probably like we're probably shorter compared to a lot of other NWSL teams. Yeah, well, we we made mention of that during, um, especially when they play against Portland. All all the Thorns seem like they're at least five eight. They're just huge players. So, yeah, that definitely doesn't help on like set pieces. That's something the Royals struggle with, and height is something you need. Yeah, for sure. Um, shall we talk about the U.S. men's national team? They drew with France when. 
They I did. Like pretty much everyone else thought that they were going to get blown out. By I never, I never saw the goals. score. That is amazing. I, I love it. Which yeah. makes not who's, make who scored for the U.S. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch um, Green. Well, no, really? No, what's his name? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I so, I like I like him a lot. I thought he was going to do more at Bayern than he did, um, but he kind of I think he fell victim to a coaching switch and just kind of fell out of the squad rotation there. And then he got hurt and. Um, but no, that's good to see him get on track and get a goal, especially, I mean, in France against, that was pretty much the team they were taking to the World Cup in a couple of days, and that's a solid result, I think. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It was, I mean, it wasn't like, it was kind of boring. I mean, you know, you just put like 11 people behind and park the bus for large portions of that game, but still, like, something to be impressed by. Uh, I saw this on Twitter, so obviously, like, I don't know 100% the validity of it. I didn't go back and double-check. Um, but I saw that the starting 11 for the United States is worth $8 million in transfer fees. The starting 11 for the French was $257 million in transfer fees. And only one of the 11 starters for the U.S. had more than 10 caps. Wow. 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 And, just, and just the random thought in there is like, even if, even if Christian Pulisic had been there, I think the French still might have had $200 million more in transfer value. <laughs> in there, even if you add in what he... I mean, they talk about him being able to get anywhere from like... 40 to 80 million dollars depending on which team wants to pay Dortmund a ton of money to to get him but Spurs come to the Spurs wow yeah 257 that's a lot of money that's I mean that's like I don't know 220 Alfredo Ortuño's <laughs> with with a whole lot less uh, sports car driving time. Yes, yeah. Or gosh, I don't even want to. I'm, I'm sure we could break that down into Alfredo Ortuño owned Lamborghinis, uh, but we won't we won't break it down that much. Oh man, that guy. I know. <sighs> I mean, it's well over. Oh wait, no, because we got Ruiz not gonna free. Didn't we? I don't know. No, they paid it. They paid. They thought they oh, paid right. Grunian to transfer. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. Either way, I mean, another that's well over 100 euros. <laughs> Who is actually um, out for the remainder of the loan with tearing or doing something to his body. Mm. Oh, Yura? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hurt his knee. Yeah. Eh, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, shall we talk about the courage a little bit? Yeah, courage. Uh, please let us be the team to beat them. Please. Guys, I'm a little worried about this game, and here's why. One, just coming off the international break. Two, we got a lot of internationals. <laughs> um especially those coming from Europe. They're going to be tired. It's going to be tired legs. I'm 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 worried. I'm I'm I don't know unless the uh the youngins step it up and 
works of magic. For sure. For sure. Or or our or our internationals are just feeling it mm-hmm. and go on a tear yeah. and just wipe them out. Yeah. You know, like Gunny is just like, I'm going to score three goals. Watch this. There you go. Okay, I like that. Yeah. You know, and, and then Matheson's like, I'm going to score two more on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, All sure. Right, forget what I said. Okay. I like I like your idea better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Get them. Get them, ladies. <laughs> I think the goal you shoot for is a 1-1 draw, and anything better than that is bonus. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Sure. A tie was going to be a win, for sure. But. Sure. I mean that could that could come the end of the season, you know, make the only make the Royals the only team that doesn't take a loss from them in North Carolina. So well, that's true. That's very true. And they are still undefeated. Wild. They've crazy. had three ties. And I I'm curious. I didn't check enough into it, but I wonder if the other two draws were away games. Like for the courage. No, I th- I thought they had two at home. Yeah, one was the Royals. I think. Ooh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not gonna say anything. That it, it's yeah, it's two two, 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 two draws at home. So who was one the other the one? Was it Chicago or Spirit? Uh, now I gotta look it up. Anyway. Yeah. They're good. Cool. We gotta beat them. You do. Mhm. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, and we get to hear um, from um, Aaron Bellamy, who covers the Courage with Dirty South Soccer, and we chat about the upcoming game. And he gives us some insight about the Courage and what to expect, and yeah. Cool, cool. So we will close with that conversation between Cindy and Aaron. Thanks everyone for listening to episode 18 of the Royals FC show. Hey, I remember what we were called. Um, Awesome. Good work. (laughs) I'm so out of it. Y'all I'm so out of it. Um, But let us know who you're cheering for, for the world cup. Uh, Send us score predictions. Uh, We really want folks to be more active. We know about, 400 people are listening an episode unless that's someone who's just like replaying it and replaying it. I don't know. What if we only have like 50 listeners and, but they love it so much. They're all listening nine times. It's my mom. It's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? It makes the play count look pretty. I don't care who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Same boat, same boat Anyways, so there's a lot of you So interact with us I'm still looking to do more of those uh, Faces Of a fan base interviews I thought I had a lot of fun with those That'd be cool to do more Um, So feedback on those two Would be cool, Um, but it was cool to talk to those two folks Um, Anyways, so here is the interview Between Cindy and Aaron Thanks again for listening Okay, so I'm here with Aaron Bellamy, and he writes for Dirty South Soccer. Um, That's the SB Nation um, blog that covers Atlanta, but since North Carolina doesn't really have an MLS presence right now, I think you guys cover them. You you cover the Courage, correct? Yes, I cover the Courage. Okay, cool. 
All right, so big game coming up. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that this is quite an unfortunate <laughs> scheduling for our teams, um, especially for the Utah Royals, who are just going to be coming off of the international break. But we have so many internationals that are coming back, and I think they're coming back um, maybe two days or a day before the game. Um, so that's going to be a little problematic. Um <laughs> I don't know how it looks for the courage. Um, what's the whole international situation for you guys? Um, pretty much the same. We've got five players who are with the United States women's national team right now. Um, and then Denise O'Sullivan played a game in Ireland and will now play a game in Norway before coming back. She should be back in time, but she might not be. Um, Norway to North Carolina is a long way to go, but I mean, six players away, that's a ton of people who have not been off Mm -hmm. and relaxing and have instead been uh, training constantly. Okay. So you guys are going to be kind of in the same, kind of in the same boat as us. Um, cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, you guys are hosting again. I'm not sure how that worked out, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever <laughs> um okay cool so utah royals and sea courage and this is we've already met before and it was kind of one of those games where um i really thought the royals were going to win and it just didn't happen um it was one zero north carolina and then the royals just came back at halftime and tied it and then took the lead and then just a defensive mistake on the Royals part um, ended up in a draw for the teams um, so a little bit of thoughts on that game that you remember yeah I mean it's a very courage game we came out really strong at the beginning uh, got the very fast goal and then after halftime we have had a tendency that kind of let up um, our first the first goal that you guys scored was also a big defensive mistake with Roland coming out and then Dahlkemper heading it over her. Um, and then Stengel obviously got to the ball after that. So there was one defensive goal from each side. And then even the other goal that was scored, um, Abby Ursig played it back really soft to Roland, who couldn't clear it. And then Ratcliffe hit a heck of a shot, but we shouldn't have been in that situation anyways. And I think that's the big problem with the courage when something goes wrong defensively they have a lot of trouble refinding their form Mm. as long as they straight stay strong on defense the whole team plays well together and they can really crush you but once they get out of sync they just kind of fall apart Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we always score a goal at the end of the game like that's the way that so many teams have felt this year um it's just happened i think seven out of the Mm -hmm games that we've played this season we've scored a goal in the last 15 minutes of the game so it's just the way it goes for us yeah and you seem to have some really good luck with that it's either luck or you're just really that good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and and it's it's actually been just super impressive what the courage have been doing they have not lost a single game is it now 10 or 11 uh 12 actually 12 that's it's pretty impressive, and um, I mean, I'm in awe, and I think everyone is. Um, I think you knew your the courage were going to be good, but um, 
yeah, I mean, like, to go undefeated this far in the season, was that something you kind of expected or you kind of had a feeling or you were hoping for? Uh, and, you know, that's a question that I ask all of the players that I interview. Did you expect to be here right now? Mm-hmm. And they all say, you never expect to be undefeated. Mm-hmm. And we don't feel like we're playing as well as we could be playing. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, is kind of scary for everyone else around the league. Right. Uh, and, no, at this point, I didn't expect to be undefeated. I thought the games against... Um, Playing in Orlando, which is the first place they lost last season. Playing in Portland, where they lost last year. And then the week before the break, when they played in uh, Houston with those six starters gone. Those were all games that they could have lost, but Mm. managed to pull it out. Um, Two of the games, beating the the Pride, they scored a goal in the 90th minute of that game. Mm-hmm. Scored in the 80th minute against Houston to get the tie and then kind of just blew out Portland. But it was really just a lucky six minutes where they scored three goals. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's expected, mm-hmm. but everybody's happy that it's happening and they want to keep it going, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and at this point, unless, um, unless Carolina has some crazy just, you know, they're, they just kind of give up midway through the season. There is no way anyone's going to catch them. Um, I mean, the shield is pretty much theirs. Um, but like I said, pretty there's much. yeah, the the lucky shield, I guess. Um, That's right. <laughs> I, I think I told you this, where I was like, you know, if you win the shield, you're not going to win the NWSL championship because no one, everyone who's won the shield, goes on to the championship and loses. So yeah. yeah. So, Very true. but the courage could break that little curse, maybe. It'll um, happen eventually. Eventually, yeah. Um, okay, so what should the Royals? Obviously, we've met already. This is the second meeting of the season. Um, what, what, what do you foresee, um, just from a preview uh, perspective? Um, I think that the Royals really need to come out and make sure they don't fall behind in the first half this time. Uh, The Courage really put teams on their heels in the first half, and if you give them a lot of corners and a lot of chances early, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get back in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really use the first 10 to 20 minutes of the second half just like they did last time and get a couple goals and Mm -hmm. then just hope that you can hold them off at the end of the game. Okay. Um, I would worry for Utah about the size difference. Um, Sam Mewis will be back this time. She didn't play against them last time. That's true. And with all the people up front that they have, and they bring Bursig into the box, who's nearly six feet tall as well, there's just a lot of height there. And if you give them a lot of opportunities, something's going to go in eventually, and that's kind of what happened in Portland. Mm -hmm. Just the size overwhelmed the other defense. Um, But... It's obviously going to be a fast game. The Courage play really fast, and you don't want to get caught back. The defense for Utah is obviously great, so that's less of an issue for them. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the offense has struggled. Um, I'd like to see Utah come out with Stengel again just to give them some height on the front line Mm -hmm. um, because there's even a lot of height on the defense, and that's going to cause difficulties with free kicks and stuff like that for Utah. Okay, okay. All right. So, prediction here. What? What do you? I'm. 
I think I think a loss would be a huge disappointment for the Royals. Obviously, both teams are um, coming off wins. Um, not obviously 12 like yours, but <laughs> um, yeah, they won. The Royals won against Sky Blue last time, and Houston just barely escaped. No, I'm sorry, North Carolina barely escaped Houston. Um, so, and then there was the international break. So, um, I think I think a, a tie is gonna feel like a win for the Royals. Um, but I am, I'm going to honestly be a little concerned that there's going to be tired legs just because so many are coming off their international duty, especially the European players like Corsi, Gunny. And that was even the case with um, the Chicago game that the Royals had the home opener. And um, Gunny did say she was she felt a little bit tired. She just got back that week. So I'm going to expect the same. But I I'm going to hope for a draw. I, I would love a win, but a draw is going to be good enough, and a loss is going to be disappointing. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it'll be one-zero courage. Oh, I think we're get that. yeah, we'll, we'll have that heartbreaking goal in like the eighty-seventh. Probably. Um, something from Hinkle to McDonald seems to be the way that it's been going. Mm. Just at the end of the game, she sends one in and kind of catches everyone off guard. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with um, the Courage are going to take the early lead, and then Amy Rodriguez is just going to be the hero and tie the goal, like, maybe in the 92nd minute. <laughs> that wouldn't be too surprising. We give them up there pretty frequently. You do, you do. Especially off free kicks. It's true, we, it's true. We let down our guard at the very end of the game when we have the lead on a free kick. Yeah. That pretty regularly. Cool. It could happen. Anyway, so game this, you're going to be there, right? Are you going to be there as, yeah, I'll be there. as a yep. fan? As a fan? Yeah, cool. As a fan. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for giving us a little bit of insight of the North Carolina Courage. And um, good luck. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Have a good night, Cindy. <laughs> thanks, Eric. Bye-bye.